0: <laughs>
1: and there we go. Chuck. The Radio Ranch with Roger Sales. Sabado edition. Sabado.
2: Tax the rich, feed the poor.
0: Tell around old Yep,
3: us uh, too. We try. Maybe we can do it today. You never know. There might be somebody lurking with some person with magical connections, and they're going to spread the word. We'll see. You never know. Day at a time. Good morning. This is the Saturday edition, or the edition Sabado, as uh, you'd say in Spanish, I guess. And it is the second day of the month of March, the windy month. Important month, March, in a lot of respects to me. And uh, it is the I said the second. We're the Radio Ranch. Roger Sales, your host here, and we got one uh, a little bit under the weather. Paul Beaner is still hanging in there, and
1: uh, we're going to come. The
2: Constitution of the United States, which gives Congress the power.
1: Sorry, Mar- 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 do Mar- you read aloud to yourself?
3: <laughs> she probably does. Uh, I do sometimes. Uh, anyway, sometimes we're on a, a number. It. A number of different platforms, and uh, the uh, the under, slightly under the weather, Paul Beaner is the keeper of those platforms, and we him see if we can get him above the clouds here to tell us about them. Paul, sure, sorry you're feeling bad, buddy. I know. It's just horrible being sick, man. I mean, I hate it, and I hate it for you. Uh, so... Uh, Uh, I guess you're doing all the right stuff. We've got a lot of alternative doctor folks on here that can give you some suggestions. But let's get this uh, platform thing out of the way first.
1: Okay. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if I feel better or worse than I did yesterday. I feel different. In some ways worse, in some ways better. Not quite as yep. congested, but I'm having difficulty breathing today, which was not it the is. case yesterday. So wow. um, it's, it's just weird. Anyway, we are, of course, on Eurofolkradio.com and Radio.GlobalVoiceRadio.net. We're normally during the week, simulcast on 106.9 WBOUFM in Chicago, but they are not with us today. However, the other WDRN productions platforms, home network.tv and freedomnation.tv, um, are on with us, and we very likely could be on golive.tv TV and StreamLife.tube. So um it, I guess the list of platforms is abbreviated only by the single um terrestrial radio station that we stream to. Uh, BOU is doing other programming. So not bad. Okay.
0: All right.
3: Do we know anything about them? They're an FM. Do we know anything about them? What's their uh, broadcast strength, or do we know any of that kind of stuff?
1: They're they're low power. They cover the um, the um, pretty much all of downtown Chicago and uh, the land share of Lake Shore Drive. Okay, so, all right. Very we're, familiar we're with that area. We're getting the densely populated area and also don't forget the matrixdocs.com there's new student resources there's downloads there's interviews there's books you can uh you can order there's all kinds of fun stuff so
3: i, I was in yeah. chicago a few when i was in chicago a few times in my earlier life when i was working for mercury because they were right there uh in that area and at, in the ibm building and we'd pretty much do all that stuff, stay downtown somewhere and go to nice restaurants. We went to one restaurant one time. They had a party called the 54th or something. It was on one of those big buildings right by the lake up on the 54th floor. And it was pretty, pretty ritzy stuff. I'll tell you. So anyway, I have uh, very distant and vague memories of Chicago. Uh, Glad I'm not there now. Uh, Although a lot of people have very nice things to say about Chicago. Uh, so let's see if we can plunge into the show. Now, Abram was trying to tell us or ask us something, and he was having a little phone problems. Abram, you want to try that again, and let's see if we can hear you? Buddy, some confusion you had somewhere?
4: All right, can you hear me?
3: Gary,
4: you're good now. Hello. Yeah, oh, I'm perfect. Good uh, I just want to say before, before anyone else says it, if Paul's feeling sick, he should go drink his pee, because I guess that works really well. Never tried it, but uh, let us know how it goes. Uh, the other thing is fourteen, uh, you know, eight USC fourteen oh one. It says the following shall be nationals and citizens of the United States at birth. Okay, and so I want to draw some parallels between that and uh, the Fourteenth Amendment. Okay, so the Fourteenth Amendment, uh, Section One, Clause One, it has parallel to eight USC fourteen oh one a, which is also one. And they basically say the same thing. So what uh AUSD fourteen oh one says is a person born in the United States and subject to the jurisdiction thereof versus all persons born in or and naturalized Okay,
3: now, all right now hold on abram that one you read out of eight usc it says that they're citizens and nationals and then it shows that the citizen takes priority at birth over the nationals Is that kind of what i gathered from that
4: no it's it, it 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 appears to say that but it's the opposite so if you break it down it says the following shall be nationals and citizens of the united states okay so there's, there's, okay, it says so now hold on, hold, hold
3: it. you're going too fast, you're, Abram, you're going too fast, you, 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 it says they're both, is what I take from what you read me there at the start.
4: That's correct, they're both.
3: Okay, all right, Now, so it says they're both at the start, now finish it up, and don't read so fast, you're reading statutes, you can't okay. just zip over these things for people. No
4: problem. Uh, so it says, okay. the following shall be nationals and citizens of the United States at birth. Okay, so okay. that order Both. is important. National first. So nationals, a person born in the United States, right? And then the citizen part is subject to the jurisdiction thereof. So there right. you have it. The person born or naturalized is the national. The citizen is only attached to the subject to the jurisdiction thereof. And that's, and, the have, and, and that's when you answer the two
3: questions. And that's when you answer the two questions. Yes.
4: Yep. So they've they've codified it in the exactly the same way that we would interpret it. So everything's consistent. Okay. Even in the
0: code. Okay. It's
4: it,
3: it is one little tricky little uh, path they've uh, they've laid out here and. As you guys know, the it's amazing. The deeper you get into this, the more it amazes me, really. I just shake my head at these guys, how effective they've been with this simple little trick. And it's done so much damage.
4: I mean, man, has it done damage? And, and the truer it becomes, the more factually supported uh what you've uncovered becomes. The more the deeper you look, the you know, it's it's not one of those things where it becomes more and more questionable like uh all the other I guess psyop uh competitors where you know they're making some pretty dubious claims this one gets more factually supported the further you look so
3: yeah you know, yep. well they just true. you know it's so simple there's only two statuses you're either free or you're a slave uh, i i mean and all of uh, all of your enlightenment should revolve around that right there because you can go back and ascertain whatever they're trying to trick you with with that understanding right there so what you always want to do if we got any new folks on here you always want to break this down where it gets to an either or or situation i'm either free or i'm a slave okay and whatever question it is when you can get it down to that simple this or that just makes the whole thing simple as hell
4: and so you're either free or you're a slave. You're either a national or you're a citizen.
3: Correct. And there's just no in-between. Yeah, or, uh, or now that there, there is one nebulous little area here, non-citizen national. Okay. which they threw in there to to, uh, uh, to throw the whole monkey wrench off for, you know, and we could talk about that a little bit. And I've mentioned it before. I know Abram and, Merck and some of the old timers are familiar with this, but you can go to an IRS publication. Uh, five nineteen, I believe, is the publication. And remember, IRS is not necessarily a true government agency. They don't necessarily had to, have to adhere to all those rules. I'm not sure to what extent, but they are quasi official agency. Okay, and um, in other words, you can go to Treasury twenty eight USC while you're in the codes there, Abram. And somewhere in, in twenty eight, which is Treasury, there's a list of all the organizations that are under the umbrella of the Treasury. IRS is yep. not in there. It's not there yet. The Secretary of the with, Treasury yep. total totally controls IRS. Okay, I heard that from an IRS person on in front of Congress. What, what was your comment, Abram?
4: No, say it was, it's conspicuously absent that it's not mm-hmm. under that umbrella. Yep. So, it so be. anyway,
3: like, in in publication five nineteen they make this statement it says a national owes total allegiance to the US.
5: Yep. Hey Roger. Oh, what's
3: wrong? What's wrong with that statement? There's somebody I want to talk to right
0: there. Hey Gary.
5: Hey, the IMF if I'm, I'm just uh, the IRS, if I'm not mistaken, is under the IMF, which you know that the Treasury is, is controls the IMF
3: Sure and DOJ and DOJ. Okay, that's not as obvious. I mean, it is by their actions, but it's not as obvious and easy to find. You can find again in 28 right there. uh, There's a one line statement. I don't remember the section. And it said the secretary of treasury is the governor of the fund. That's the International Monetary Fund and that's the remember when they did the bankruptcy the very first thing they did was they did the bankruptcy with the money in the treasury and they did that by changing it from gold to the new federal reserve notes with the regulations uh, promulgated by the secretary of the treasury well there'd never been a secretary of the treasury before march the 9th of 33 and there'd never been regulations we were free people we use gold and that was that switch but at and i don't know where they did it i i do know in a general sense but not a specific sense they did doj uh and took over the department of justice through a treaty and i'm not sure which one it was it's probably in that time frame but just think about it if you were going to come in and pull this off and take over a country you got to control the laws and you got to control the money don't you yep okay so there it is and you can see by the uh especially now with the renegade Moshi Garfunkel up there and what all they've done that it it ain't the old Department of Justice that your great great-grandfather knew put it that way okay. so anyway back to this publication 519 for newer people what's the monkey there a national owes total allegiance to the US well we know that a national owes total allegiance to a small estate that's in the public state and yep. the public laws. So what do they do in there? A non-citizen national owes total allegiance to the U.S. because they're a U.S. territory, okay, unincorporated, exactly. only one in the system. But what did they do in that little publication is they just took away non in front of national non-citizen national non-citizen away and left national and national owes total allegiance to the u.s that's how these bastards work and how tricky they are and how subtle some of this is and why you've got to understand these basics if you don't understand the basics you'll bite on that stuff like that every time every time
4: and one more specific detail in support of that is that uh the definition of an alien is a person that uh, I believe is not a national, or, no, or does not owe allegiance uh, to the United States. And so that, that makes the non-citizen national, they owe allegiance to the United States. And, so the only ones and, that are the non-resident or the non-resident aliens, the only non-resident alien is the national who's not a citizen.
3: And the, the uh, national of France, Germany, uh, any other country in the world, they don't owe allegiance to the U.S., do they? No. Oh, right. Well. And and neither does the state national. Okay? Right. They're all alien to the federal government. So, as we get into this complex stuff right off the bat, Gary, I still want you to give me a call. Will you try and give me a ring over the weekend or something? Is the number I have for Skype your cell phone number?
5: Gary? Gary? I don't know. I don't know if you do or not, but I'll send you my phone number and an email. Okay,
3: would you? Okay, would you please? Because I know you don't check your email, and so I don't want to approach you that way. But I want to, I want to yak with you about something. Okay, so if you'll do that, I'd appreciate it. Uh, let's see, where else can we go this morning on on Edition Sabado? See, Paul, Roger. if you were speaking English, you'd go the the Saturday edition, but in Spanish you go the edition Saturday. See, everything's backwards in Spanish, isn't it, Mirka?
2: Yes, that's right.
3: What can we do for you, sweetie? That's
2: right. Um, I wanted to read this to you, and it's pretty cool that I've, I've been looking through like definitions and finding these. So the term appears to have been used in the Roman government to designate a person who well, had...
3: What term? Huh? What term we talking about? Oh it's about?
2: gonna go it's gonna go it's gonna go into it right now. Roman government who okay. designated a person who had the freedom of of the city and the right to exercise all political and civil privileges of the government. There was also at Rome a partial citizenship, including civil but not political rights. Complete citizenship embraced both. And then um, the case is Thomas, Thomason, Thomason versus State. And okay. I was and well, I thought I saw it was a Supreme Court case.
3: Isn't in that what the citizen of the United States does? They don't have political yep. rights. Right. And they've got civil rights. Yeah. So They're that's all they did rights. was just. Go back and, you know, as John used to say, they know the Bible and they know history one hell of a lot better than we do. Right. It's just totally right. evidenced constantly on how they could go back to Rome, understand that there are people that were kind of non-citizen uh, Romans, and they had all the rights of doing business with other Romans and whatever, but they didn't have the right to elect the leaders. And you don't have the right to elect your leader either. It is because you're a citizen of the United States, you don't have any political rights. A national has both civil rights and political rights. A citizen of the United States only has civil rights. They give you the illusion of political rights on all this. You get to vote and all this political theater that we go through. We're going through it right now big time, okay? But you really don't have those rights. That's why they give it to you in a franchise It's a franchise to participate in something that you really ordinarily otherwise couldn't participate in because you don't have the right to do it. Hey, Roger. Very slick the way they've got this set up, folks. Yeah, Gary.
5: Exactly what Merck is describing is exactly what the Apostle Paul went through. He was a full blood Roman citizen. Therefore, Mm -hmm. he was treated differently when he was, I want to call it, enslaved, then others would be treated because he was a Roman citizen. Mm-hmm. That's all.
3: Okay, thank you, <laughs> sir. You wor- you working today, or are you just uh, listening in, Gary?
5: Well, I'm on my way to the college here in Kalispell for uh, Save the Seeds. And what that is okay. is that the local farmers all-, all get together, and they prep. Pass out free seeds one Saturday of, uh, a year.
3: Oh, a year!
5: So, <laughs> yep. And uh, oh, cool. you go there, you stand in line, you go around all these different booths and pick up free seeds. And How cool! Also, man. All, also, all kinds of workshops like beekeeping and candle making and canning and just whatever you need to go through or wow. be interested in. And they wow. do this once a year. So we're on our way wow. to that right now.
0: Okay,
3: how cool. Pretty cool for a bunch of liberals.
5: Yeah. They remember, Sounds like uh, fun. The, college. the college doesn't put it on. It's the There's an organization here
0: uh-huh.
5: of the local farmers that puts it on. And they just use the college right. as a distribution location and teaching. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh even well, you and Gina this. have
3: a okay. – you got some of your pamphlets to pass out to folks there?
5: Not with me, no. Not today.
3: I would have thought you'd have had some. Uh, the reason I made that remark to Gary is we had a guy from Montana and his wife down here. He's been down here a couple of times. He brought the wife the last time. And uh, – I was saying, well, where, what part of Montana are you from? And he goes, southwest. I said, well, I got a whole big group of, of people up in Kalispell. He goes, that's a bunch of liberals up there.
5: <laughs> no. Whitefish is a bunch of liberals. And the California, Washington, and Oregon transplants are a bunch of liberals. But not all okay. of them. There's some.
0: Okay.
3: Some of them got smart. Okay. did you? I heard a story this morning. California – is about to raise the minimum wage to twenty dollars. Any of any, any y'all seen that?
5: Yes, we've seen it.
3: Well, there was I somebody haven't. that made a big. There was a big campaign a contributor to Gavin Newsom, and, and he didn't have to pay him twenty dollars.
6: <laughs> Panera Bread. Panera Bread. <laughs> Panera Bread. Is that it, Mark? <laughs> yeah, the oh. uh, main. They made an exclusion, uh, if if you bake bread, then you don't have to do the, the $20 minimum uh, wage. Yeah.
3: Of course, that included a sizable contribution of Mr.
6: Newsom. <laughs> well, that helps, that helps a lot. <laughs> oh. Oh my lord! It just gets. I'm just it gets, wondering if Gary might find some straw seeds for for a straw man. <laughs> can you,
3: straw needs a little uh, bulking up, Gary? Can you get him some seeds? Yeah, uh,
5: yeah, I can do Because um, hay and straw is one of the biggest croc, crops up here in Flathead Valley. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you know what's huge? What's
3: huge down here in in Argentina more so than here was alfalfa because they could get four cuttings out of one growing season on it. Yeah, I wow. guess alfalfa would be, they do it here too. Cause I see it occasionally uh, around, but not to the extent they did it in Argentina is alfalfa the same as the kind of stuff you're growing there. Gary, do you know?
5: No, there's a difference between alfalfa and straw and hay. They're all three different.
0: Okay.
6: Yeah. Well, straw, straw is actually derived from the cuttings of, like, wheat and oat. So the, the leftover stems is ah, what, okay. what makes up the straw.
0: Ah, okay, So
3: it's gotcha. a
6: bit of a joke when I say, you know, looking for some seeds for straw.
3: Okay, so, uh, well, g- glad to have Mark with us today. Thanks for coming on board, Mark. Um, do, or do we have any new students out there? Normally, this show's for you, for the newer people that can't get with us during the week to ask any questions or make comments or whatever they want to do, and this day is kind of for you, so we've gotten off on a little bit of a side track here, but I'd like to at least ask you folks at the start of the show, if any of you are here, that uh, we'd like to recognize you and entertain whatever you you've got so if there's anybody in that condition you want to step forward any new folks okay well we must be doing a good job man not a lot of people have questions or else we're not getting any new students and it's not confusing to them I'm not sure which one it is one or the other um, okay well where can we go from here folks oh boy can I go back to bed? Paul wants to go back to bed. He needs to go back to bed. <laughs> I sure am. Sorry you're feeling bad, Paul. I I hate it really because I yeah. know how that I is. Roger, you know, how,
1: I really Paul, could go back to bed. In fact, I I went to bed early last night, even though I have the a b c ABCHealth.info show. Yeah, I uh, set up Studio E to automate the radio stream all i did was open the conference room and when edward showed up and started talking everything went live i was sleeping
3: good so. uh i'll tell you you know one of the things i've been helping to, to sleep is one of these little things my landlord turned me on to it her family were all doctors but mother father and sisters all that stuff and they've got this like a little cough thing and i think it's like you know they've got a thing up there in the states when you you, you take it I can't. It starts with an A, I believe. You take it, and it helps you sleep. And it it actually turns out there's codeine in there. And so what I've been doing is just taking a a little bit of it at night, man. It really helps me sleep well. You might want to try that. I can't remember it, but there's something in the U.S. that's like that. I think it's a green liquid, but I don't remember what it is. Uh, Anyway, Paul, we'd like to see you get better as quick as possible. Well, Um, well, thank you.
1: We did uh, have somebody
3: come in there. Um, I know, and, that's what I, I was looking for him right here. Yes, yeah, somebody came in and said Roger there a minute ago, and at the same time Paul did, we'd love to talk to you, so if you'd like to come forward, please do.
7: It's Rich in Huntsville.
3: Hey, Rich, you're in Huntsville, huh? I think we've talked before, yeah, haven't sir. we, one time? Uh, a couple times. Um, okay, you live you live down yeah. the street from Beecraft, right? Yeah.
7: Sure do. Okay, gotcha. Um, I wanted to ask if uh, if we've heard any uh, update on the folks down in South Alabama that had uh, submitted uh, their affidavit to the uh, uh, Attorney General and the Secretary well, of State, I, I believe.
3: Yes, Dave and Kay, and we have had a little, uh, although not a confirming uh, from the standpoint of what their status is, but they did go ahead, they went through the whole steps, they went to the supervisor of elections first, then they ended up uh, in. in- communication with the uh, secretary of state, the election division, and ended up in communication with the head lawyer for that. And he's the one that registered them as nationals. And then Dave went back and redid his voter registration card and attached his affidavit to it. Okay. Now the question is still open on yes the guy with the secretary of state's office the head attorney with the election division registered him as a national but in what capacity as a voter as an elector does he have another capacity and we we don't know that yet unfortunately I haven't heard if they if we did but that's just still open but uh that's about as much as we know I think uh, at this time Rich so why don't you double in on him and go to your supervisor up there and start bugging them. He's got a website. Dave had a website, and I, I i don't remember what it is, but he had some of this on there. They've set up their own website. Dave, if you're listening, you can chime in, you and Kay, and I know they're regular listeners. If not, I'm sure they listen to the archives. Uh, but that's Roger. what I remember that we know right now. Yes, ma'am. Is that Thora? It is.
8: Good morning. Hey, Thora. Um. I just spent uh, about an hour um, several days ago in at my voter registrar's office with this um, issue and I uh, it was a pretty interesting discussion Ed and I both went and we um, we were trying to inquire about the process of um, you know how we can cast uh, votes as nationals and that
9: the right.
8: voter registrar so they they were super nice um, we had um, it was just interesting because she had absolutely of course no idea what I was talking about and she kept thinking that when we said political status she kept thinking that meant Democrat or Republican and she could not get oh. that out of her head <laughs>
3: I see and okay so well that's under I that's understandable said, that's a, that's understandable. I never even thought of that, but i can I can see it,
8: yeah, and so um i we tried different ways of explaining it, and um, I had actually noticed her uh when I sent my notices out, but I have no idea what she did with that because she doesn't seem to remember that um I don't you know it must have gone in their circular file rather than our administrative Probably. file. Probably. But um, anyway, we we tried real hard to explain it, and she actually, um, I had told her that I sent two different letters to the Secretary of the Commonwealth because um, she is supposedly the highest authority in the state on this, but she hasn't gotten back to me, so I thought I'd just try the voter registrar. Um, she was trying to be really helpful, and she called up, her superior, who was, I guess, I guess he's been in his position for like 27 years, had never heard of a national, had no idea what we were talking about. And he basically, this is the part that kind of didn't sit well with me. He basically said that um, since we're already registered, we had registered to vote when we were um citizens of the United States years yeah. ago. We when we moved here, we registered. And he said, you know, since you you registered at that time and um, to the best of my knowledge, you know, if you were a citizen when you registered, it doesn't really matter I'm paraphrasing, but it doesn't really matter what happens after. Like you could probably he said, I'm not gonna tell you what to do, um and you have to do what you feel comfortable with, and you can consult a lawyer if you'd like. But he was basically telling me that no one's going to pay any attention if I go ahead and vote, and which is not the point of what I'm trying to do. I want to no, find not, out.
3: No, not right. He doesn't understand <laughs> like what the, you're talking about and why you're trying to do this because he doesn't understand what's going on. You'll probably again, have to wait. And go, go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt. Go ahead, Thor.
8: Oh, it's okay. I was just gonna say again, that the what continuously surprises me about these people is that there's no there's no um, curiosity. there's no desire to learn right. what the heck we're talking about. And um, so I w- I left um, that feeling a little bit frustrated. I was happy that we had um, pleasant conversation with them. They were very nice people, but just could care less, basically. Right. <laughs> and and so I feel like I need to then go back and try to contact the secretary of the Commonwealth, but I'm have not sure. I for
2: What? I have something for you. Um, oh great! I was, I was thinking um, about what you were saying because I did the same thing, and no, you know, there was like no response. So now I'm gonna to have to walk in and give them um, um, a form uh, notice, but I will probably be adding the legal team attention, legal team, um, to get their attention, and addressing oh. both the state secretaries, uh, state, and the supervisor there in the county that I'm at, and also okay. putting attention to their legal team so it gets their their attention um, that we oh, want to remove idea. ourselves yeah. remove ourselves from the um, mm-hmm. registration as a US citizen and right. how do we participate as a, a national of uh, the right. California state I get so a
3: a right. yeah, i idea I'll be have I'll, think I'll think be right, right back y'all carry now, on i got be right for just a second
2: okay all the notices that I'm sending out now, um, especially uh, with the um, education, because I did the public, I removed my daughter from the public school, and I put her yeah. in private, you know, with myself, and I didn't ask for permission. I didn't, you know, tell them what I was going to be doing. I'm going to, I just told them, like, this is what's ca- what's happening um, a mm-hmm. national, and um, I put attention to the legal team of the education at D.C. and California and also um, the CPS department in D.C. and in California. And I put attention to the legal team to both because, you know, we need to let them know we are not messing around. This is a lawful legal notice, and they need to understand that. Um, so I'm thinking that's what I need to do with the election part also.
8: That's a really good idea, Marca. I didn't even think about the legal team. Um,
2: yeah, but I, put attention to I think to that vote. I will
8: try to do that. I, I and,
2: tend- and you want to address the, the main person of the department or agency.
8: Right, yeah. I learned that from you.
2: <laughs> yeah, CC, um, CC all of them. And even send it to the AG so he has a copy of it, is what I would do too. Um, oh, I sent my copies. Okay. I sent my copies to the Secretary of State, so he has a copy of it too. <laughs> Sending them okay. all of them.
0: On
3: this That's on this good. you could okay. if you were deal if you're dealing specifically on this election stuff, you could send it to the electoral division of Secretary of State, I would think.
2: Yes. Thank you. Thank you for right. that reminder.
8: Yes.
4: Okay. Um, so um,
3: it's another one of those sticky little wickets and I'm not sure what difference it makes, you know. Uh, I I know John and Glenn got registered as electors. That's what they told them years ago, or that's what they told me. So I'm assuming they knew what they were talking about. But, but another thing, uh, as you can see Roger. As you, yeah, hold on, Mark. If you can see as you okay. can see from the conversation we're having here uh and you folks that are out there that are doing this on your own and probing a little bit people don't know what the hell you're talking about this is not common knowledge (laughs) they've gone they have been unbelievably successful at hiding this
0: okay right yeah and the
8: the brainwashing of people um to i mean it was like it really it was like just banging our head against a brick wall they would not they yep. could not understand, no matter, we, just we, both of us, Ed and I both, were able to, um, try to, um,
0: explain
8: it in several different ways, and I even showed them, I brought my passport book, I showed them my passport, and I showed them where it says, um, you know, I think it says, like, U.S. <laughs> citizen slash national, and, um, And I told them that, you know, I received this passport as a national, like I applied for it, sent my affidavit, all that. And, and I, you know, I was able to get the passport as a national. So the next step for me is the being able to cast a ballot. And it was just like, they were like so confused. They were looking at me like I had seven heads.
3: Thora, did you uh, bring up did you bring up Jim Crow to him and try and use that as an illustration?
8: Mm, uh, I don't. I didn't. Ed may have. I'll have to. Uh-huh. I'll have to ask him if he did. But that,
3: that's a that's I, a real good way to take people back to the basis of this is Jim Crow because that's really what it is. That's what we're dealing with. Just uh, right. uh, hiding one and changing the label. It's still there, and that's what it is. A State citizen. They were white and Christian oriented at that point, and Jim Crow were mainly former slaves. Just the way it is. So. Uh, Maybe people could use that. I found that to be very effective. You know how that came up, Thor? One day I called my mom, who, my mom and I have had some real ups and downs over this over the years, okay? Because when I first stumbled into this, she just, she flat didn't want to know and told me that in those exact words I don't want to know. Okay. And that frustrated the hell out of me for a lot of reasons. And so anyway, she's come around as things have developed over the years. And I called her one day and she goes, Roger, what's going on? Just point blank, you know, and I said, Mom, do you remember Jim Crow? It's the first time I'd ever even thought about it, it just popped in my mind. I said, Do you remember Jim Crow? And she went, Yes. And I said, They've they've tricked us all into being Jim Crow. Now, that's how simple this is.
2: Yeah. I don't think they'll even get that, Roger. It didn't even trigger well, a might. question from, uh, from what Thora was sharing with them. Well, I have a question regarding that. Um, if it oh, doesn't work, okay. then uh, I'm thinking if, if we do it this way and put the legal attention, the legal team, if it doesn't work, then it's also another way of our way of noticing them and that's starting the administrative process in case this turns into a discrimination right so um Uh, because they don't have anything available from what they know uh, but we do want them to dig into it and give us an answer so you know that's what i was was thinking you know um, maybe you know at least notice all through, you know, everybody that's involved, and that's already set. That's our administrative process,
3: you know, covered. You know, p- part of the problem that we're having here is this is probably the most important election in the history of the planet. And their yep, attention is all on that. This year, it's already March. They got primaries coming up. They got a big election in November. It's going to be much harder to get their attention right now than it would have been last year.
8: That's bit, true. I mean, I our our um, primaries on Tuesday, and um, I've been trying to. Oh. Um, I've been trying to get the attention of the Secretary of the Commonwealth since January. Right. So it's
0: frustrating.
3: (laughs) And you can understand why they couldn't give you a lot of attention when you went in this week if your uh, primaries are next week, next Tuesday.
8: Well, they spent an hour with me. And, in fact, the the guy that was um, at the front desk, he, um, When we first came in, he was um, he hardly paid any attention to us, but throughout our conversation, he could hear us from where he was sitting. He came and stood in the doorway and listened to every word that we were saying. He seemed more curious than the registrar. And finally, mm-hmm. um, toward the end, he said, can I ask you a question? And I said, sure. And he said, is this like a sovereign citizen? And I said, no. I said, I don't even know what that is, but that's not what we are.
0: Anyway, good for but you. He was,
8: at least he was curious, you know, at least he yes, wanted right. to understand. And right. so Ed thought, Ed was thinking that um, we should go back in and give him a copy of Devin's citizenship handbook. And, Might be a um, good idea. Because he was very curious and, and um, more curious than the other people. That mattered. You know? Well,
3: and, and you could also offer to send him one of my uh, one of my uh, interviews, and I would suggest really this uh, the one we did with uh, Badass Uncle Sam in December. I thought that and I've got some feedback yes. from different
0: Roger, that that's a
3: really good presentation and the way to present it. Yeah. If he's interested, both of those things, maybe a Devon handbook and a link to that, and say this should answer your questions at least. Is that
0: a- I
2: agree. Initially, That's yeah, a good one. As, uh, okay. okay. Uncle Sam was a really good interview, Roger. Um, so with the, if they do not reply with a proper answer enough to for us to tell us, you know, what we need to do, um, with we also see the uh, Attorney General. Um, yeah, the Attorney General with that because you know he needs to be informed. <clears throat>
3: I don't know. You could certainly write him a letter and tell him the problems that you're having over there. And as the head law officer in the state, you might get his attention. I'm just not sure. Yeah. You know?
2: because it's, it's all like affecting our life, you know, in the, in that way. Right. So, I mean, right. I know that there's there there's um, there's supposed to be two hats, but they're not doing that. So now yeah. to point that out is. Another important thing for the AG,
3: two. Well, I mean, the two areas we can really press the envelope on are IRS and this. Who was trying to say something there? Somebody was in may I or whatever?
9: Yes, <clears throat> yes, Roger, it's Gigi. Um, on a little side note, I've been having difficulty uh, having a say on this conversation. I called in from another number. Originally to get on the call, it was dropped. I had something to do. I came back, get on the call, and it says that uh, my input is invalid. And so um, I disconnected, called back, and I've been trying for the past five minutes, pressing mute and unmute, and nothing's happening. So okay, well, I, I have no to control. On a di- right, I okay. got it, but somebody uh, administering the, the rooms or or what, I don't know what's going on. But anyway, I'm on a different number now, calling in to make a few comments on this election stuff. Um, I had a PDF set aside to share with you on the topic, and it came up, so I'd like to share. Uh, Somehow I came across the Colorado State Election Complaint Form. Um, It's pretty thorough, and it does get sent off to the Secretary of State, for those people that are wishing to do um, voting and uh, are being violated with access to do so. Uh, It it has in here uh, alleged violations of state law, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I got it offline off of a government website. I was researching something else and I came across that and I thought, well, I'll, I'll download this and look it over. So like I said, for those that are, you know, wanting to pursue their, um, uh, option to to vote, you know, it might be something. At least in Colorado, it might be in other states as well. They have these complaint forms already uh, in their system. Uh, but I, now I'd like to uh, ask you. Right, I like. I, like I to can't ask imagine. You
3: Alright, hold on, hold on just a second. Take a breath. I can't imagine Colorado okay. having a complaint form and other states not can, having something similar. Some of you folks may want to check and do a search in your state and see if there's something like that. We may can utilize it. I think my first ex- uh, suggestion would be to go in very nice, like Thor and Ed did. and and confront them personally, but again, this a bad time. It's a big election, primaries in front of them, they're Mm -hmm. very busy, it's very important, Mm -hmm. but this may be something we can use. So uh, if there's a complaint form uh, and and you can't get any other attention any other way, you might try that. Go ahead, Gigi. Uh,
9: The other thing is, um, I wonder if you you could explain uh, to listeners, uh, I've had a curiosity, because I see that there is a possibility of uh, a voter versus an elector. I've heard you speak about an elector before.
3: Well, an elector, I think, I believe an elector would be someone in the electoral college, but I don't know for sure, okay? That's Mm -hmm. what I think. I don't know for sure. Uh, and if we could get as nationals in the electoral college, which is a very small group compared to the general uh, election, that would be very significant. Again, I don't know for sure. That's why I'm trying to get you guys to press the envelope on this so we can get some concrete answers.
9: Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. A lot of these officials don't seem to, uh, have much information of, uh, uh people wanting to exercise that option. Well and uh, Well here's another I mean, I thing.
3: Was, here's another here's another aspect. The Democrats are trying to get rid of the Electoral College. They want everything to go to the general vote. Just right. another angle. Go ahead.
9: Yeah well I was thinking maybe uh coming at them with uh using the verbiage of voting uh is where uh the hang up is and uh Look more into becoming an elector, and maybe that would uh, grab their attention. And if someone could,
8: sorry, if someone could
9: express themselves along that line, you know,
8: I brought that up. I actually brought that up with um. Right. Go ahead.
3: And would they say, Thora? How? No, we want to hear. How'd they react, Thora?
8: Um. So I because I what I did was I asked if um. If the appropriate procedure um, for me as a national would be to um, unregister to vote and then re-register as in some other capacity, such as an elector, um, because I I explained that um, in the in the um, Virginia codes it says that voters can only be citizens of the United States. So I was trying to find out. Um, under what capacity I would be able to cast a ballot? Um, and uh, again, it was just like, "What the heck are you talking about, lady?"
0: <laughs> right, right, just, right.
8: They just no, couldn't wrap their heads around it.
3: Yep, Unders- understandable. Please. I'm under. Hold on. Yes, yes. Comment.
10: Hi, hi Roger. This is Christine um, I just want to share with the young lady that when you register to vote, you're signing back into their jurisdiction.
9: So no,
3: it's really not a very No, idea. no. You're not if you've got an affidavit on file. You're not. You'd be messing with it for that particular instance, like a contract with Social Security. That's not going to put you back into the system and override your affidavit. But we don't want to be. Because it is specific. This is how they're giving you political rights that you don't have as a federal citizen. They're giving you the uh, ability to participate in it. That's why they say you've got to be a citizen of the United States to register. And that's the line of demarcation. We're not that, but we're equal. We want to participate, if nothing else, to decide on our local and state officials that have a direct bearing on us. How do we participate? That's what we're trying to find out
7: rogers bruce
3: okay uh, gg are you finished uh, all right if you're if you're not hold what you're going to say
7: yes bruce um the dilemma seems to be endless here and it yeah, might it take is. another it might take it's another
3: like viewpoint the, it's like the traffic the situation
7: Right, and the viewpoint is maybe we should run for office as nationals. In that could, way, it'll wake office, up a lot of people. Well, we well it's possible.
3: Out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we okay. had we problem? had a little fireball. We had a little fireball uh, a while back. Christine, I think, was her name from uh, Pennsylvania that had run in the last election had a bunch of political clout and stuff, and she was with us for a while, and then we would never hear from her again. So I don't I don't know the answers Caroline. to these things.
8: Caroline.
3: Yes, Caroline. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, Caroline. We haven't heard, um, heard from her.
2: Roger, remember? Uh, God, I forgot his name. He he was uh, running for gov- governor in California.
0: California. Yeah, the means. Yeah. No,
3: and it wasn't. It was, I? I mm-hmm. remember that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Vaguely, I don't remember do his name. As
2: a national, so. Um, I guess he was looking at the oath, and I don't know what, um, but he was trying to figure out how to write it so that he didn't have to sign that one and um, be uh, vote. I mean, uh, participate as a be, um, part of the trying to be a governor, but using something else like an affidavit or something. And I don't know what happened to that. Um, I'll probably send him a message see what happened.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Well yeah. this is this so. issues is about like the traffic issues you can chase your tail like like the dog over in the corner for hours with it. We haven't got any kind of definitive answer. We got an Alabama head attorney guy that registered somebody as a national but we don't know in what capacity. Uh and that's why we just got to press the envelope. If y'all want answers, you're going to have to press the envelope. And uh, we talked about it all, most of last year, and we couldn't get much traction on it a little bit. And now we're in the big election year, and it's going to be more difficult. Just That's just the way it is. All right, Gigi, did you have more you wanted to add, dear? Gigi. Did you get knocked okay. off again?
9: Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I got you now. Uh, no, Roger, but I wanted to insert real quickly something for Paul that is pressing to share with him. Uh, his body's overtaxed with toxins running through his poison. He needs to give some outside help with, if nothing else, an, an herbal laxative to open him up to help move that stuff out. That's why he's having okay. uh, some struggles as he's detoxing
3: that's all i have all right thank you you, Gigi. i'm sure i'm sure paul appreciates it okay we had some other people participating there on this voting issue anybody have anything else they wanted to add or explore or anything else separately from that we'd like to discuss uh
10: this is annie from washington yeah hey annie hey um I was thinking, you know, when people go into the passport offices and they get pushed back, you know, I'm kind of looking at the voter thing as something like that because I think, you know, being nationals, our votes would be taken more serious, and so they don't want to... Pardon? We
3: don't we don't get much pushback from passport offices that I can think of. Maybe once or twice from post office, but generally not from passport offices. And remember, not everybody has access to those like you do, living in a major metro area.
10: Yeah, I, i've gotten I've gotten pushback,
3: and so you have. In, what, said, in what respect? In what respect? How? Well, so?
10: he goes, "Well, it's not going to change anything on your passport." And I said, "Yeah." It, it is I, you won't see it, but it's going to be in the, in the background, you know where it's you know where it's most important. And he, he argued with me you know he was trying to say well,
3: well don't argue, don't argue with the guy. just say it, it, it it's important as to what paperwork is in possession of the secretary. That's all. Um, it says I can submit and add things to it. I'm doing that. please do your job. I I kind of did. Okay. Anyway,
10: um, but I kind of look at, um, with our votes more than likely being more serious than the citizens who really don't have a vote, I'm kind of looking at it as, pardon?
3: Should be. We've got political rights. They don't.
10: Yeah, exactly. And so I'm kind of looking at it like maybe they do know, but they're acting stupid so they don't like, have to act.
3: No, I, I don't believe any of these people know. They're all ignorant. You know, they're not hiding anything. They just flat don't know. Even the attorneys, that Possibly. You're probably your secretary of state, I'll bet they don't know either because they came out of law schools. And and it just, this is the battle we're fighting. Okay. Is ignorance and and people that have intentionally had this stuff, they've had it hidden from them, A, and then they've been conditioned into it, B. And that's what we're fighting. That, In my opinion, that's what it is. I don't think any of these people have any secret. Some of the people at the top, very top, they know. The attorneys for the Secretary of State, they know. Uh, the, the top attorneys uh, within some of these agencies, I would imagine, they know. There are certain people that know. But here's a good indication of if if a whole bunch of people knew this, then Hunter Biden wouldn't have any tax obligations that he's been shirking a, and and found. Uh, lacking on like failure to file and stuff would he he'd be out of no you're
2: right on that one
3: okay so even people of that stature don't know this I mean his father if his father knew his father would have told him and he'd have an affidavit on file wouldn't you think pardon Wouldn't, wouldn't you if his father knew he would have told Hunter and he'd have an affidavit on file wouldn't you think yeah for sure well, he obviously doesn't because they're gonna nail his ass on IRS stuff
10: just like Al Capone yeah
3: yep yep okay. uh, the other thing you know, who the, that big um, that big scientist at uh, Harvard that got caught coordinates he's the guy that came up with all this uh, all, all the stuff that's in these shots and the polyethylene glycol or whatever it is. I can't remember all that stuff. Anyway, it, when they caught him getting 50,000 plus a month from the Chinese, it wasn't treason. It wasn't, they got him on income tax. Uh, all these guys, they get you on income tax stuff, right? So it's very few people know it. There are some that do at the top. I would have no, uh, the inner synagogue crowd probably. Yeah.
10: Well, when I was listening to uh, David Strait, Straight, um, he said that. Oh gosh, it just escaped me, but it's really good. He, oh yes, he you did a FOIA request on how many nationals there were when he started. Like I don't know how many years ago he started, and he right. said he, there was only um, there were only like five thousand at one point when he started, and they were all lawyers.
3: Okay, and well so, I would I would a FOIA is generally for your information that pertains to you. I don't know if the State Department would respond to a question like that that involves other people. I just don't know, okay? But I'm we'll highly say, yeah. suspect. I'm a little a little suspect, Mr. Strait. What's your uh,
6: feeling on that there, Arg? Well a FOIA is general information and it doesn't have any specific identification of a person or individual. A Privacy Act request is where you're asking specific information about your private information. So okay, that's those the are difference different. between those two. Yeah.
3: Okay. Gotcha. All right. Thanks for popping. Chicago doesn't need to be alerted they're done because they weren't here in the first place. Mark, you got any <laughs> observations on all this stuff that's been discussed this morning? You've been laying back there a bit.
6: Well, you know the the voting thing's very interesting, and I'm I'm kind of struggling with the the sneezing and the wheezing too. It's that time of year, so if if I mute out, I'm oh. coughing or sneezing. So just bear oh, with okay. me.
3: Sorry about that.
6: Yeah, okay. it's just everything's blooming, and we're going. You know, the wind. Shifts out of the south, and we got uh, pear uh, Bradford pear trees are blooming, and then mm. the wind shifts out of the north, and it drops to forty degrees. And like today, it's supposed to be eighty degrees. So we're just going from one extreme to the other right now. But uh-huh. uh, the voting thing's very interesting because you're you're voting in in two different jurisdictions. You know, you've got your your local state jurisdiction and then you got the the federal jurisdiction and on their application it is very clear that you had to be a US citizen to vote now the question becomes and and like you said earlier that's the that's the demarcation line when you're admitting that you're a US citizen now we got problems and so there there has to be some way i would think that you should be allowed to vote in state and local issues and and not declare yourself as a United States citizen.
3: To our knowledge, okay. there's not any any procedure in place in any of the states which decide all the electoral processes, by the way, constitutionally, that handle this. So yeah. it, it, again, it's just press the envelope and see what answers we can get, and what we're going to eventually have to do. It would seem is be at the Secretary of State Electoral Division, and it could right. go so far. They won't recognize that. You take them to state court.
6: Yeah, yeah. And so then the other thing that's crossed my mind, and, and you know, it's it's this um, it's a mindset. It's a mindset of your status. And I was thinking, you know, if, if you filled out some form and somewhere in there they're trying to lead you to believe that you're a United States citizen, that form does not determine your status. It, it's you declaring that with the Department of State. Right. So, like, like you go into a federal agency and you know they don't have any answers and oh this is the form and you know you're you're being led to believe you got to fill out certain forms and so forth and i say that even if you accidentally filled out a form and they try to say well see this you're a us citizen well no i'm not you know you you gave me this form and and these people these these federal employees have no clue what a national is most of them um, and, and they don't know how to deal with it. And so you know it's it's just such an uphill fight. and i I, I would like to kind of help people have that mindset. so this is where you get your freedom is where you're not scared of every boogeyman that's behind a paper form. Your right. affidavit submitted to the Department of State is the highest form of evidence regarding your citizenship status. And everybody can go pound sand. <laughs> right. And you need to know that. Mark. I mean, and you can revoke things. Like uh, let's say you, let's say you did accidentally sign something. You can revoke that signature later if you like. Right. Oh, uh, that I messed up. Ha-
3: Mark, handle the situation for a second. I gotta step away again if you would please. Okay. Okay.
6: And who was it that called out? Mark Yes. Mark,
11: I have a question. Um, You know, I'm dealing with a probate court down here in Arkansas, and Um. I also had an issue with traffic. And the prosecuting attorney reached back into the probate matter and said, well, you said you were a U.S. citizen when I filed my affidavit with the court regarding my traffic. And I said, well, I didn't know any better. (laughs) And So it's really strange that they do look to other venues to see where you have signed that you are a U.S. citizen. But I I do think I overcame that when I said I didn't know any better and my status has changed now.
6: Yeah, I would say so. And you can also point back to this, what was it, 8 U.S.C.? Uh A twenty one, the term national means a person owing permanent allegiance or what Abram talked about earlier. Let me pull that up. Eight USC section fourteen oh one, right at the very top, the following shall be nationals and citizens of the United States at birth. So you know I it is interesting to me. That means somebody is really out to get you. If if they're looking at other courts, looking at any public documents and see how you presented yourself, you know, then that's uh, very telling. That's that's a, I would say, a pretty rare situation that somebody's going to go digging and and looking to see. Now that also tells me that there might be some really um, Uh, validity to saying that you're a national and now they're trying to go back and see if they can overcome that. That's the way I kind of take that, Sherry.
11: Right. And he brought that forward.
6: Right. To
11: try and nullify my affidavit with the Secretary of State.
6: Oh, he doesn't have
3: that authority. Correct. Well, he didn't
11: have that. Isn't it true, though, you can overcome your affidavit with a statement on record?
6: Sure. Sure, you can put a copy Uh, of your affidavit in. I'm sorry,
11: go
6: ahead. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, And keep this in mind. Even the Department of State... Once you've declared your status they're the only ones that really can challenge it not this attorney and uh, what was it uh, Paul maybe oh, Paul asks in some other, or I mean Roger was telling other people that when if they're in a court and an attorneys trying to challenge your citizenship status say are you willing to put down in an affidavit that I'm a, a US citizen and not a national and sign that under penalty of perjury and have it notarized and, and they start backing yeah. up at that point
3: well you know where that example came from was Brian Howard in Idaho when he was appealing the fact that they said they couldn't issue him a non-resident driver's license And he, you know, was brand new. And I said, well, tell them what's the next step in your administrative appeal. In Idaho, Mm -hmm. in the next step, the intermediate step, they didn't have staff attorneys handle that. They hired outside attorneys to do it. And that's the guy he was talking to when he said that statement. The guy, No, 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 don't want to do that. So that (laughs) is a real good, that's a real good retort to any of these people when they try and refuse you, well, look, this is court testimony. It's been accepted. It's not rebutted. It's not uh, – uh, uh, nothing's been proven wrong. There hadn't been another affidavit. Trump and the facts, would you like to tr- write that affidavit and send it to the Secretary of State? And, he, they, <laughs> of course, they're going to freak Brothers out. They're person. not going to sign anything like that under penalty of perjury. <laughs> they know what that means.
6: Yep, absolutely.
3: So there's another weapon, another arrow in your quiver if you get in that position. Yes, ma'am. Is that Thor? Bruce is trying to get in there, yeah. too. It okay, we're going to go with Thora. Oh, it's Nancy. Yeah. Hey, Nancy. It's Thor's, it's Thor's <laughs> alter ego.
12: Right. Uh, can you hear me okay? Yeah. Okay. Well, I, uh, around the voting um, concern, I had printed off a couple of, I went on the Virginia Code and the Constitution, and Actually, how it finds um, United States, it says, United States include in parentheses, I mean in quotes, includes the 50 states, the District of Columbia, the Commonwealth of Puerto Rico, Guam, the Northern Mariana Islands, and the United States Virgin Islands. Um, oh,
3: it does. So it says it includes the several states in that definition.
12: The 50 states.
3: That's very interesting. Usually it does not do that. My experience.
12: Right. And um, state capitalized. Sorry. I'll go ahead. No, state state capitalized. No, it's it's small cap. No, it's not capitalized.
1: Okay. let's not get all hung up on the caps or no caps and all that happy hoo-ha. It said the United States includes the fifty states.
12: Yes, it does. The code of Virginia is that unusual. United
1: States or United States of America?
12: It just says United States in
0: quotes.
1: <sighs> there wow. you go. There, there's proof positive that each state is a political subdivision of the federal corp. Proof positive.
3: Okay, go ahead, Nancy.
12: Okay. Well, and just looking up the definition um, uh, of uh, residency or residence. Uh, it says residency or resident or residence for all purposes of qualification to register and vote means and requires both domicile and a place of
13: abode.
3: Boy, and they covered I, all. They they covered it all there. They said in all cases. Then they added abode and domicile to it, right?
12: Yes, and um, abode or place of abode means a physical place where a person dwells. One may have multiple places of abode, such as a second home. And then domicile means a person's primary home, the place where a person dwells and which he considers to be the center of his domestic, social, and civil life. Um, Domicile is primarily a matter of intention, supported by an individual's factual circumstances. And it has, um, uh, once a person has established domicile, establishing a new domicile requires that he intentionally abandon his old domicile. I don't, um, for any applicant, the registrar shall presume that domicile is at the address of residence given by the person on the application. The registrar shall not solicit evidence to rebut shall not solicit evidence to rebut this presumption if the application appears to be legitimate except as provided in 1VAC 20-4-4B and C. I'm, so,
3: I'm kind of so, shocked at how thoroughly they've covered those two definitions, United States and resident. I don't know that I've ever seen anyone or any state cover it that thoroughly before. Very interesting.
6: Do you yeah. have the citation for that?
12: Um. Uh. See. Well, it's Virginia Administrative Code Title One, which is Administration Agency Twenty, State Board of Elections, Chapter Forty Voter Registration. Those are the definitions under um, the general provisions. And the code, if you want me to, uh, the Code of Virginia. Yeah, and the t- the definition of the United States is under general general provisions as well, um, Chapter 2.1, Common Law Rules of Construction, Article 2, 2, Rules of Construction and Definitions. That's 1-255. United States. Did it States. say
3: Common Law Rules of Description or Commonwealth yes, Rules of? Yes. It says Common, common Law. law. And wow. Rules of
12: Construction.
3: Well, there's your proof that the common law exists in the States, folks.
6: Yep. Are May you able I, to uh, post that in chat by chance? Is that something you can copy and paste into the free conference call chat?
12: Uh well I'll have If to you can't,
6: that's okay. Just just asking I'm, if you're in a I'm place not, where you computer. could do
12: that. Um I can turn on my computer and send that information, but um, oh. Or I can take a picture and upload it. That would okay. be a good work, wouldn't it? Okay. Um, May I?
11: And the word abandonment uh, is hmm? so important. There, the word abandonment. Oh, when you abandon one thing, and isn't that what they did? And oh, they're
0: talking, mm-hmm. they're talking about domicile.
3: They're
0: talking about domicile the way they had it.
3: Well, it's, it doesn't matter what it is. song you can abandon anything,
11: your status, your, your place of abode.
0: Oh.
11: I think the key word there is abandonment. Okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, I think we're getting, think we're getting, we're getting twisted okay. and turned we're into We're getting ministry. way, way, uh, too,
3: way too deep here.
1: Go ahead. Can you email that to me? Would that be easier? Nancy
12: yeah. um, or, or
1: Mark or Paul and Mark yeah. both.
12: I will yeah. I this is Nancy. I'll I'll do that uh uh during or after you the have, show. Um do, do you like have marks
3: like do, you, do you have Mark's email?
12: Um strawman at markallcaps dot com.
3: Dot com. Right. Mark Nancy,
1: all move to the move to the head of the class, good.
12: And those are oh, all yeah. spelled out all caps. <laughs> it's not all caps. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, they're spelled out. And none of them are caps. <laughs> it's not it's
3: not case okay. sensitive. It's All fine. right, go ahead so, Nancy, please.
12: I, I just wanted to say that looking at these, I I concur um with what Mark had previously said about um the it doesn't registering to vote. Number one, I'm going to cancel my re- voter registration and resubmit it with a my affid- national affidavit. But anyway. Good idea. Over, Good idea. It doesn't override. Yeah, because I was a different legal person, and I just want to be clean Correct. about it. But um, based on the, the Code of Virginia and the Constitution, I'm looking and comparing those and the definitions. I feel comfortable after I do that that I would be on solid ground if I get my registration, voter registration in voting, if I want to, if I want to participate um, in that so I would not be putting myself at risk, and plus I would have documentation should I need to defend my, my position and my actions.
3: You would? I think that's a good idea, and it's interesting the way they've got that so generalized on those definitions of U.S. and resident. Don't you find that interesting, Mark? Have you run into that at any point anywhere else?
6: Yeah, it's. uh, I'll give you an example. Um, I know somebody who's looking to get a state ID in Oklahoma, and um, one of the pieces – of uh, proof of residency is a letter from a utility company or a banking statement right. that came to you at um, your address right so your mailing address is is being used as proof of your residency
3: Okay, now you have to be a resident for them to issue you a state-issued ID because when I did it in Florida, that I answered no to that question, and it didn't stop the process.
6: Well, I don't know. This person's not – they don't know anything about the national status or anything like that. They're just, um, just trying to get a uh, – just get an ID. Mm-hmm. So they, okay. they no longer drive. They're elderly, and they no longer drive. And so, you know, we're looking through to see what would be required for them just to get an ID without having to go through you know, the driver's test or anything like that, which they wouldn't be able to pass. Mm-hmm. But just to get an ID. Now, the other thing too, for for anybody out there that's facing the situation, of course, once you get your once you get your passport, it it really becomes a different game. You can actually revoke your driver's license if you want, or let it expire and just carry it with you. Uh, uh, notify your DMV or Department of Public Safety or whoever, whatever agency issues your driver's license, and you can just say, "Hey, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm revoking this. I'm a national, but I'll keep it for the sake of keeping the peace. In other words, I'll maintain possession of my driver's license, uh, even though it's no longer active or no longer valid, but I will keep it to maintain the peace." So, okay, there's a couple of different Good. ways you can handle that, what does but that I thought mean? I found it,
2: why would you keep keep your license if you're not? It, it
3: means you don't want you a sub 100 you, you don't want an argument with a sub hundred iQ guy with a glock on his hip on the side of the road. That's what
6: that means. Now, one of my mentors, he just let his expire, and he just kept it. so the worst they could really do is give him a citation for whatever. But they couldn't say he was driving without a license. He had a license, but it was expired. And most times than not, they just let him go. And I think that comes back to, you know, not really having a contract because his his license had expired. Rogers, Bruce. Okay,
3: Bruce.
7: Yes, you can solve this whole situation with uh, public officials and attorneys in the courtroom. Um, labeling you as a, a sovereign citizen or whatever, you can fire e- even the mayor. Fire them for representing you in any situation. And they have to, they have to uh, uh, honor your presentment of firing them. I fired attorneys in courtrooms trying to represent me, and the judge held them to it. Fire them. You got that power. I like that.
6: I also okay. think it's defamation of your character. Yes,
3: and slander could possibly be taken yes. that far. May I? Was that yes, ma'am?
13: Yes, Lady Linda Louise. I just wanted to share with the group that I was a, um, I was a member of one of the political parties in Connecticut. So I know what goes on behind the scenes. And it's really a, a private club. When you look at the definition of elector, it uh, clearly states that they get picked by... Um, Correct. Their receiver, the state party,
3: um, state yeah. party officials, so, right?
13: Yeah, and they file the name. So we're in a, a room together. It could be someone's parlor. And if they know that I'm conservative... They're not never going to allow me to be one of their electors that they send to the convention. So, so right out of the gate, it's it's a biased private club. And so, to even want to uh, spend a lot of energy to be an elector, if their only methodology is in this. Um, state party forum, then it is a real good case of discrimination.
3: I've never thought about it, Lady Linda, I've never thought about it like this, but the people they choose as electors, they're citizens of the United States, most likely, aren't they?
13: Oh, definitely. I mean, when I was part of the state party, I had no clue that there was a national status until I met Mm -hmm. you folks, December ninth 2023, but badass Uncle Sam. That was what illuminated me, and I couldn't tell all my fellow patriots fast enough to get on the radio ranch, and I still continue to sound the alarm and let people know, like the Scarecrow and the Wizard of Oz, if I only had a brain, I'm pointing them to the Emerald City, and they just give me the middle finger and say, I don't care what you do, I at least have clear conscience I have a clear conscience. I at least told you the direction you need to go.
3: Well, that's uh, the watchman on the wall. That's the watchman on the wall philosophy, and that's the same philosophy I follow, honestly.
13: That's why I love you so much. In Article 2 of our Constitution, it says each state shall appoint a number of electors, but they have their own methodology of how that unfolds. So, yes, I believe it's a discrimination case when they don't let us nationals vote statewide because they, they owe us protection, the smallest state.
0: Well, so that's correct. In
13: the whole methodology of that, I need to have people represent me as a national, and you're not allowing me to do this. So rather than go there and ask them for how do we do this, the discrimination and we can be polite and notice them and notice them that hey, folks, you have not allowed me the pathway to vote, period, and you give me no choice but to take action
3: and I hey, can you see can you see how sticky this wicked is for them? It's just real oh, sticky, indeed. yeah, Paul, Paul, you had something to
1: add uh, <laughs> it's it's all different, it's all different. Mm-hmm. The word elector means something different today than it meant in the Republic because people, landowners, were electors. Correct. And the thing they did was called voting. They weren't voters. They were electors no, it's, performing it's the, the task the, of voting. Right. Okay. So what we've got is we've got a corporate dog and pony show election where there are voters who raise their hand and give the powers that be the information that they need to know how brainwashed the public is, what's working and what isn't. It's garbage. It's a dog and pony show. If, elect, if voting mattered, they wouldn't let you do it. So when when we're trying to be electors, they've redefined the term. The electors are now the political elite of the of the corporate parties of the Republicans and the Democrats and the political action committees. That's who the electors are. It's the electoral college where we're going back to in the Constitution in history. There was no electoral college. So, therefore, there were no electors in that capacity. Uh, you know, it's just an area I never
3: even concentrated on for ten more than 10 years until last year at some point. It came up on the radar, started thinking about it, and I thought, here's another way we can press the envelope, okay? And yet it's very, it's very confusing. We don't really know the ins and outs of all of it yet, and that's what we're trying to find out by having people press the envelope. Okay. Prior
1: to Sorry. 1933, did states. Just, just a second, Cheryl. Um, prior to 1933, did all of the states have legislatures? Was, we have no idea. Well, of course, but we don't know what
3: all that entailed at that point. It, I don't think they Prime did. Mayor, be, before
2: 1868,
3: no, the they states, were delegates. They had all the states had legislatures.
0: All, I want to correct what Paul
11: has said. The
1: Electoral College goes way back.
3: Yes,
0: okay,
1: go ahead. Okay, fine.
3: The Electoral
11: College goes way back, and it goes back to the state legislatures who elected the president mm-hmm. based on the people who cast their ballots within their state. So, so don't electors? be dismissive of the electoral yeah. college. Very important. And I would just say this: that's why Hillary Clinton, said, president. "We got to dis we got to get rid of it because yeah. it has meaning. It has power." Right.
3: Right, and 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 it doesn't. It overrides this popular thing where they can get everybody in these corrupt cities to get a, a gigantic popular vote and win that way, as she would have done, evidently, in that election. So, anyway, just, folks, just press the envelope. with. If if this is your game, you feel like doing it and participating, just go in there and ask them a simple question, either by correspondence, email, or in person. I've changed status. Here's evidence of that. I still would like to participate. I'm not a citizen of the United States anymore. How do I participate? And and start the ball rolling. We've got a bunch of open-ends questions right now that have never been answered, one from Georgia. By the main
2: our, thing.
0: Our Go ahead,
2: Roger. The main thing that you're trying to do is expose the the discrimination of what's going on and see if they're if they you know it has to be somewhere yeah. at a higher level. It um,
3: exposes the whole. the whole. It's not just yeah. the discrimination of what's going on; it exposes the whole scam.
2: Yeah, that. Yeah, that's true. But I'm thinking maybe Attorney General is going to have to be involved in this because he's he has to keep, he knows about the private individual. He has acknowledged that. So well,
0: that's right. That's be. right.
3: Uh, yeah. Mark, it might be that uh, that this has got to be taken in, ca- in a discrimination case at some point to state court.
6: Could be. It could be also a, a declaratory judgment. You know, if you're trying to say that you have certain rights, you got that all scoped out then you could file a case in your a petition for a declaratory judgment um, also if you're trying to do it quicker and, and it, you really have to have your your research or legal research laid down solid so that you know uh, anybody that with a little bit of english language comprehension could go oh yeah then you got to you know you should have this right you could potentially do a writ of mandamus. And a writ of mandamus is where the laws say that the, the public servants or the agencies are supposed to treat you a certain way and they're failing to do so. Then you're asking the court to force that agent or agency to do their job according to the law. And what I like about a writ of mandamus is it's usually handled within a matter of uh, like 30 to 45 days. You have a hearing, the judge makes a decision, it's done, as opposed to discovery and witnesses and, you know, a right. whole trial type of setup. So you right, can do right. a petition for a Hmm, Interesting or, approach. Okay, is that um, common there... law, Mark? Is that common law?
2: <laughs> yes, yeah,
6: it was, yes. Yes, yes, it is. Exactly.
2: Okay. And, I am going to look it up to see what, what it um, talks about or the
3: definition it of means, it. It means, it means do your job.
6: Yeah. Now, the opposite of that is if they're doing something to you that they're prohibited from, then you do a writ of prohibition. And now it's Ooh, just the opposite okay. effect, right? So the process is the same, but you're saying, hey, look, the law prohibits them from doing something to me or my property, and yet here they're doing it, and I'm asking the court to tell them to stop it. And that's called a writ of of prohibition. Now, the courts don't take a straight-up writ except for a writ of mandamus, excuse me, a writ of habeas corpus, which is where somebody's due process rights were violated, and they're being held in, in jail Uh, usually waiting trial and you can file anybody can file a writ of habeas corpus which is old common law to bring the body forward and the court will see if their due process rights were violated and if they were they're supposed to release them.
3: Remember, that's what Abraham Lincoln nullified in the Civil War was the uh, habeas corpus because he had the entire state of Maryland uh, incarcerated. Mm-hmm. Isn't that right, Mark? And they wouldn't recognize oh, I don't know him. About the entire his. state.
6: But... No, you, no, the, you
3: may right. The, the, le, the, le, the legislatures. Uh, the legislators,
6: yeah, I yeah. believe. If he a didn't really want them head to head head. join...
3: He didn't want him to join the south so he put him in jail and wouldn't recognize habeas I believe
6: Yeah this is a big team yeah. because like the J6 quote insurrection people uh their due process rights have been violated left and right oh,
3: Come on and,
6: and, and I've tried to reach out to attorneys who supposedly are representing them and I'm like why aren't you filing a writ of habeas because I can almost guarantee you every one of them had their rights violated because they were never invited to be able to put up a defense in the uh, grand jury indictment process. In the federal courts, before they could bring a criminal charge against you, they had to bring it before a grand jury, and there has to be probable cause that there's a crime that's been committed and they issue an indictment under seal, And that goes to a judge, and the judge issues a warrant, and they come arrest you. Well, they're supposed to, if you read the law, they're supposed to notify you in advance that they're going to convene a grand jury and give you an opportunity to present your side of the case, have representation there, have an attorney represent your side, and the reason for that is to prevent malicious prosecution.
3: Prosecution,
6: yep. Now, well, this is why Trump's attorneys should be nipping all of this in the bud whenever there was yep. a grand jury involved in handing down an indictment. His attorney should be immediately filing a motion to quash, that's Q-U-A-S-H, quash the indictment. And we had a similar case right. with uh, that bunch with Larry B. Craft and D.B. Kidd that took out the full-page ad uh, that oh, yeah. you know, showed me the law. Right. right. Dick Sincanian was the owner of Aeroplastics, and the IRS went after him. He had, I believe it was three indictments. The first one, um, you know, we, uh, I say we, Dan Metter, and I was working in his office at that time. Um, they, Dan says, well, they didn't do your indictment proper, and so uh, Dan formed a, a motion to quash, and it was it was um, uh, granted, so they they dropped their initial case. Well, then they went back to another grand jury, and they notified Dick, and but they wouldn't let him present any evidence or make any statements or anything. So the second time they did the same thing, motion to quash. It was granted. The third time, they did notify him. I, I don't remember exactly what happened, but. The third time, somebody circled the wagons around Dixon Canaan and isolated him from Dan. And he hired attorneys, and it all went downhill, and he went to prison. We never could talk uh, was to him this, that third, third time.
3: Was this done in the uh, federal, in, in the D.C. Yeah. circuit? No, no, it was done okay. in Texas. It yep. was done in Texas. Okay, well, this is why yeah. Barnes Texas
7: federal court says that.
3: He Barnes says the whole D.C. Circuit ought to be done away with; that it doesn't have any uh, any legitimacy anyway, and it's just a big swamp of all Democratic voters and all these corrupt prosecutors and corrupt judges, and that's what you're seeing in the January sixth stuff, right there. It just now, flat corruption. You
6: know, that's it's really crazy. This kind of goes back to those cases we we're talking about with uh, the one that have found. Um, yeah, Neil. Neil Field, the right. I'm sorry, I think I totally butchered that. Um, but they were pointing out, and it was, it's really kind of shocking, really. Neild, N-E-I-L-D. Neild N-E-L-D, versus District of Columbia, and they're pointing out that if you're a citizen of the District of Columbia, you don't even get 14th Amendment uh, security. Fourteenth Amendment, you're you don't have Fourteenth Amendment rights. It's all done under the Fifth Amendment, which means you're strictly under the powers of Congress. It's a shocker, but it does show too that there's, you know, different forms of citizenship between the states. So someone
3: born and raised in D.C. Is not yeah. eligible for Fourteenth Amendment protection. Is that what you're
6: saying? That's that's what it says here. Now this is a 1940 case, Neil versus mm-hmm. District of Columbia, and um, well, I thought that was have the to whole really whole say kudos the... for Merkert running across this. Right. And folks, I, if you're I, out I'll... there and you're doing.
3: Go ahead. I'm sorry, Roger. I'm sorry to interrupt. I was just going to say I'm kind of flabbergasted because that was one of the reasons for the whole passage leading up to the 14th Amendment was people in D.C. and the territories didn't have a political status and couldn't have one short of an amendment to the Constitution, and now this Mm -hmm. case is saying they don't get the protections. That doesn't seem kosher to me. Well, uh, let me
6: see if I got that in my notes.
3: Okay. Who? Somebody's trying to say something there. Yes. Yeah,
13: may yeah, I? I
3: okay. Uh, you? you get, hold on. Let, uh, you open yes, open? we're going to go to the gentleman first. He was—he was trying to a minute. Yeah. Who is this, please?
7: This is
3: uh, Carl in Oklahoma. How you hey, doing? Is, it, is it Carl? You say? Yep. Getting another. We're yep. getting yep. something yep. else
7: feeding in here.
3: Okay. Let's see if we can get a clear communication here. Carl, how you doing?
7: I'm doing fine, Roger. How are you doing today?
3: Well, pretty
0: good.
7: Um, I wanted to point out one thing about this January sixth issue. If you look at the U.S. Constitution, Article One, Section Eight, second to last paragraph, it states to ex- uh, that Congress to have ex- to exercise exclusive legislation in all cases whatsoever over such district not exceeding ten, 10 miles square. That says that they have exclusive jurisdiction. That is why they don't have rights in Washington, D.C. That's why those people are still in jail.
3: But they weren't, for the most part, they were just citizens of the United States. They weren't D.C. people.
7: But they were in Washington, D.C.
3: Okay. So well, it's still confusing Congress to
7: me. Well, it, they have okay. exclusive legislation, which means they have exclusive jurisdiction. They can do whatever they want within Washington. The,
3: without a doubt, that's correct, and, and uh, that that's why – uh the used to be Nancy Pelosi ran DC that's why the IRS title 26 was never passed by the senate or signed by the president they bankrupted the federal government and all they had to do was slip the tax code in at that district of columbia level and uh uh these are these fine points that are that are extremely hair splitting and very interesting aren't they
6: more more than we can imagine.
3: Yeah. Okay, Carl. Great. Thank you. Um, Mark? Yeah, thank yeah, you. I don't, you no, I, little...
6: I don't think you lose your rights if you're a citizen of a state or, or a United States citizen. I don't think you lose your rights in BC.
3: Well, see, I might have made, I have made, yes, hold a second, lady, uh, Lady Linda. I, I've maintained since that happened that if any of those people would have had affidavits on file, they wouldn't have charged them. Now, we have had some of them claim to be sovereign citizens or nationals, but when people claim that, we don't know if they've done the correct procedure behind the scenes to establish that. Lady Linda, what do you got?
13: Yes, I want to go back to um, what Sherry said about electors. I agree with her. And what Paul said about um, landowners, uh, one of the gentlemen brought up last week uh, that uh, if the electoral status, um, the electoral process does <laughs> maintain its identity moving forward, it should be veterans because they've they've given up their um, their blood, their life to serve in the military. So. That would be to be changed. And uh, according to the uh, January 6th issue, yes, I was there, and I agree with Carl, Carl from Oklahoma that um, uh, the people that are in Washington, D.C., are in the ex- exclusive legislative jurisdiction. However, this is going to be a fly in the ointment moving forward Because people who want to march for the right to life and this and that and assemble in D.C. are going to proceed with caution. But my thought as to why the uh, January 6th folks that are imprisoned and cannot uh, exercise the habeas corpus is because of the National Authorization Defense Act. People don't realize how damaging that act is that Obama put through. I think it was on Christmas Eve or New Year's when no one was paying attention.
3: It was on New Year's. It was New Year's.
13: Right. Yeah. So people can come into my home if I were in a national right now and I didn't have my affidavit assigned, sealed, and delivered. They could have authority to come into my home unannounced, no Miranda rights, and um, just take me away. Haha. Yep, uh, yep, that's right. Be the wiser. Yeah, so, that's so this right. whole um, opportunity that we have here is, in, is uh, I don't want to use the word enlightened after I was admonished, which means gentle reprimand by Andy this morning. We, we all have the light to see right now what the heck has been going on here. And the pandemic was one of the um, uh, real pushes that push people into what's going on here and now it's it's getting more and more visible to those that were asleep or they only watch the football games or their latest sports and so there is a remnant of us the elect that are paying attention and having these conversations and i say kudos to all of you i yield
0: Okay.
3: Also, they've they've arrested four journalists, and one of them, this female from CBS, because she wouldn't give up her sources on the Hunter Biden laptop stuff, she has been thrown in jail for contempt and fined $800 a day while she's in there. Have you heard about that, Mark? No, I haven't.
6: Well, if
13: they we were a national, a she, would, she would be protected in my eyes.
3: Uh, cr- absolutely. If any of these people were nationals, they, they moved on a guy with the blaze. They moved on her, and they moved on to a couple other journalists. And all these are after what they did to Owen Stroyer.
13: And these folks that are so cavalier and say, I can just declare orally um, X, Y, and Z, well, that doesn't no. have enough teeth. Just like the passport. No. No. Uh, no. Passport designates that I am a USA <clears throat> and here's my proof, take it or leave it. Right. You know, and they right. cannot be. It, well, they
0: cannot it. it so goes I, back I, to I that 18.
13: Yeah, go ahead.
3: Aiel. I yield. Was, I was sorry, Linda. It goes back to that 1835 case, Ubuntu 2 v. DRC, uh, and there was no 14th Amendment then. Okay. Are you familiar with that? It's on the website. Have you seen that, Linda?
13: No, I haven't. Say it again.
1: The it's I got alc- a
3: weird. It's got a really weird style.
1: Uurtiqui, your Uurtiqui. Okay, versus DRC, and it's in the bottom of the exhibits on thematrixstocks dot com. Check okay, it I out. Tell
3: you- I'm going to tell you what it said. A listener sent me that years ago. Okay. Some of you listeners have really contributed here. And it says it's about a guy that obviously sounds like he's African or something. And it's a question of citizenship. And this is before the 14th amendment. And it says the pat it, a passport is a document issued under the law of nations that the secretary of state identifies you to foreign nations, However, if this is a case of the matter of citizenship, The passport, this is where Merka was saying ex parte, is an ex parte document. It's just in the side. It's a separate part. And what really matters is whatever paperwork is in the possession of the secretary, if admissible in a court of law, that's why we suggest affidavits should be considered the higher and better evidence. That's 1835, almost 200 years old. Okay. And so what it tells us is that if you've got an affidavit or declaration but certainly an affidavit on file with the Secretary of State should you get into any kind of a court situation by that Supreme Court decision because the paperwork is in possession of the Secretary and it is admissible in a court of law because it's court testimony, it bypasses the rules of evidence, and they can't keep it out.
13: I love it. I love it. I'm looking okay. at it now. Okay. Thank you so much. Very, for sus- very,
3: very succinct, very tight language in that decision right there.
11: Yes. May Mark explain what ex parte means.
3: Okay. Explain sure. what ex, ex parte means.
6: Yeah. Ex parte means without all the parties being there. And in some instances where somebody is facing you know, immediate harm. Uh, The court can issue uh, an order like a T, where you most often see it as a temporary restraining order, where there's not enough time to hold a hearing and give advance notice for everybody to be there and for the court to, to make a decision. So if you present the right elements to support the grounds to have the court issue an order ex parte without your opposing party being there, you can do that. But mm-hmm. then what what happens after that is they follow up, and that temporary order is only going to be good until the date of a regular hearing where all the parties can show up and give their presentation and the court can make a decision. So mm-hmm. ex parte no, I mean, without all the parties being there.
3: And and here in that side, it pertains to the passport being separate from the evidence of citizenship. Mr. Daryl. Daryl, morning. Clunk clunk. Are you there, Daryl, or did you clunk yourself out?
2: Roger, after Daryl, yeah, I have is, something.
7: This is Daryl. Uh, okay,
3: hold on. See you can get with Daryl. Yep, Daryl, get to Merkin next. Yeah, yes, I got a
7: can uh, on from uh from uh. Uh, Rhode Island, and he was going to share a little bit on uh, the work that's being done down in Maricopa County, you know, where this Malika yeah. plan. I don't know, Ken, can uh, you speak up? Yeah, hello. Ken? Go ahead. Good morning. Hello, Yeah. Are you
3: yes. But we can?
14: Yeah, I sent an email to Marilyn. And it has a script in there, and at the bottom, there are links to the videos. You people need to go to those links and listen to those videos to see what's going on? And then we can have a real good discussion on the Tuesday call.
7: Uh, You want to tell them a little bit of the substance, the subject matter on uh, Maricopa? Ken? Well, they
14: that's what the videos are for because well
7: I know but but on this call so they know what you're talking about they may I
14: in the board on the board of Maricopa County that they are uh, uh, they, they serve them a notice that they are no longer uh, they don't represent the people that they're all in there illegally and they wanted to resign in three days. So they all ran out of the building because they know they're all scammers and they have no oath of office to the republic. They have an oath of office to the the democracy, the the for-profit corporation courts and for-profit corporation counties, cities, counties, and, and states, but they don't have an oath of office to the Republic. So they were telling them you're you're, you're an imposter pretending to have authority when in fact you don't and we're going to move forward with this notice. If you don't resign in three days then we're going to do a cool work and a tort to bring you under uh, those rules so that we can replace you with the proper seats and have an election to put the proper authorized people in the place of you, which are imposters, with an oath of office to the democracy, to the corporate courts, to the corporate state. Basically, okay, that's what it
0: is. is. Okay. You know, May I add are.
14: to that? I'm going to give you a lot more information and tell you how they did it even though it was a witness that they've, they've done it three times and had the military come in and remove the people. So their enforcement mm. is the military when it comes right down to it. And I ask, Maureen okay. that... The other day, I said, what is your enforcement? Because
1: we've
2: been trying to do this for 15
1: years. Just Roger's like trying to get in. I said, what uh, Ken, said, Daryl, Ken, the Daryl. The, the, hang,
0: on, the,
3: Ken. The, the, hey, this is really not in our ballywick, Ken. I, I know it's interesting, but we, we don't that, – that's not what we do here generally, although I, it is interesting. People want to know about it, but – uh, it's not too much in our ballywick, as I said, okay? But re- it's interesting information. We hope something a positive turns out for them, all right? We deal with. It's all
14: about
3: we deal law. With, we,
14: with. We. Well, about we. Law. About law.
3: Okay. Law. Well, we deal with status and moving you back under the common law, and it, it's just difficult. We can't what's diversify ourselves right and spread our.
0: National.
3: Pardon me?
7: Versus you.
3: Uh, um, Daryl, can
7: you mute? Yeah, just just hang on. I'll I'll go ahead and mute out. Sorry.
3: Ken, Ken, are you familiar with Jim Crow?
7: Ken? I'll say it again.
3: Are you familiar oh, he with got, he got got cut off. Oh.
7: Okay. I could, we, he couldn't get on. He was trying to call in and he did it. Uh, he said ten times and it just kept on going to busy. And so I had to connect him through two phones. Okay. But uh, anyway, um, we were going to try uh, to address this issue on uh, on the Tuesday night uh, Republic call.
0: And, oh, on your you know, call. Okay, gotcha.
7: Yes. Yes, no, right. this is what we were going to do. But he was going to announce what they what uh, this uh, Mika Klein uh, <laughs> oh, did down there in Arizona, and they did it three different times. They removed the people that were in the Supervisor Committee. And I sent the links to... Uh, to Paul last night and the videos so I don't know maybe you can put that up on uh, uh, matrix docs or something to have people be able to uh, get to it and to listen to that because that really lays it out uh, you know what they've done and uh, the effectiveness of it they went in and served them and they basically uh, told them you know that that, uh, if you don't resign you know within 72 hours or you will be held accountable. They will serve a cool warrant and basically hold them accountable for their actions because they're really imitating an office that they have no authority to be in because Correct. they're representing the corporation and not the right. not the people. Yep.
0: We got and it. Okay. So,
7: uh, so we encourage I don't know anybody that uh, would wanna
0: okay.
7: uh, get informed on this here to come on to the Republic call on Tuesday night, and we're gonna this dear is gonna dear. be the topic. Uh, they'll be in discussion
3: so okay good we wish him a lot of luck i mean care uh just so so damn far gone it's ridiculous but carrie lake is hanging in there and the other guy that tried to get attorney general well, I think he only has a difference of 20 votes or something. They're still at it, so God bless them. And anybody that's got an interest in this, especially Arizona folks, the Republic call on Tuesday night. You can promote it again on Tuesday, Daryl, if you'd like. But uh, let's move on. we got a couple of minutes left here. Uh, Paul, you had
1: something to say? Um, yeah, I just checked the conference. That phone number is not busy. He's got the number wrong. So verify that he has the right number. It's six zero nine six six three one nine seven six. Okay.
7: Yeah, I did. I did verify it with him, and I don't know what the deal was, but he could not get through. It okay. just kept on going to busy.
3: Nope. So okay. I have no idea. On our...
1: Okay. Yeah. Well, I hear he's calling back. Okay. All right. Okay. That's fine. Let's move on. All right.
3: All right. Who? Anybody else got anything in the last couple of minutes we got here today?
11: Yes, could Mark uh, explain the difference between abandonment and vacating an office?
6: Mark, you got any? And uh, what in
11: happened in Maricopa? Maricopa?
6: Well, you know, abandonment is just where you just leave your office. I believe vacating it is where, like, you're resigning. You're officially vacating that office. Is the way what I our it without doing any That's just off the top Mark. of my head.
3: That's what our president did here. He just vacated the office. He abandoned it. He moved to Florida. Yeah, that was a, fired the, that was the first thing that came
6: to my mind. Roger. Right,
3: right. He, he fired. He fired the entire legislature, and then he went to Florida. We didn't have a government for six months, and everything
6: went pretty good. Yeah, probably real smooth. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what is it, Texas? Uh, they only meet uh, once every two years. Their legislators. I, I think mean, some uh, of
3: these different states have different rules, and and they do uh, like that one only once a year, or sometimes twice a year, or whatever. I'm not sure, but I think you're right on that.
6: I know Oklahoma. We have a, a limited period of time. It's not they don't meet full time, you know, year round. So they have uh, a couple of different sessions, and they're done. So. But I think and I could be wrong, but I think Texas is like they only meet once every two years.
3: What about my buddy Charles Key up there? I really like that guy. Okay. Oh. Is he still legislating? He's a great guy,
6: man. I don't think so. I I think because of his fight to investigate the Oklahoma City bombing that he kinda got pushed out of out of the legislature. Out
3: of politics. He's a yeah. really great guy. I really enjoyed meeting him, and I just really connected with that guy when we met. He's a super fellow. Yeah. Yeah. God bless very, him.
6: Very, very sharp, very likable down to earth, <clears throat> you know, just a really good guy, no doubt.
3: Yep, I agree. Okay, anybody else got anything here at the last of the show you'd like to uh, bring up? Nobody. Okay. Well,
9: um, I
15: would.
3: Okay, well, that's why we it, put it's the about, clarion it's call about out. The
15: Mickey, this is Annie it, um, from yeah, San Diego. Yeah. It's about that yeah. hey, um, Annie. Mickey Klon thing. I watched uh, David Nino Rodriguez interview her this morning, and she said that they've actually vacated like eight courts, had the military with, and white vans come up and vacate eight courts with um, whatever she's doing there. and But she said what happens is they just open up a different court in a different address and just do the same thing over and over again. So
3: this not, is this in Arizona? Does this, this have to do with Kahn. this Arizona? Th- I don't
15: yeah. know who Nikki yeah, Kahn she's, is. She's, she's the one that, that's the bulldog that's um, been going after. Um, she went after Bonds for the Win. She's the bomb for the women. Oh, okay,
3: some somebody sent me this interview with her and I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, so I'll try and get to it, okay?
15: Uh, well, David Nino, Rodriguez one on Telegram channel was a really good one cuz she goes into a lot of detail that you can see the other interviews and stuff that she did the past couple of days. Um the 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 videos that she did when she took down Maricopa County, but this she actually goes into a lot of detail.
0: Okay.
3: So, right. That's pretty interesting. Well, we will. Obviously, we wish her a ton of luck. But it sounds like they've just got a little procedure. They just go over and set up shop, doing the same thing in another spot. Right?
15: That's what she said.
3: Well, <laughs> unbelievable.
6: Well, they arrest uh, them if the military shows up. Why don't they uh, actually arrest these people?
3: Well, if they're impersonating they a they just, state, or I
15: think they do, they just get they just get other people to open it up anew, or something. They well, have, maybe
3: they got the. It. Well, maybe they got the Soros uh, DAs and they just turn them out as soon as they arrest them. Who knows? Oh, it's that's a, possible. it's a real screwed up it's a real screwed up situation up there. I mean, it's I have to just shake my head sometimes as I'm hearing all these things. Whew. Unbelievable. I never thought my country would be in this kind of situation, but it is.
1: They got they got their uh, modus operandi from their ancestors in the mob. Um, the legislatures and, and city and corporate offices now are just like speakeasies of old. You know, well, you get one location busted, open another one.
3: Well, the Arizona bunch are all run by the cartels, evidently
1: exactly so you're
3: not you're not far from from wrong okay folks well there's the uh end of the saturday show and if you didn't get your questions answered i'm sorry and if you didn't ask them shame on you and uh we'll be back again monday i guess see how next week pans out Yikes! Yep. What a time! What a time! Next yep, week's the last time. week of uh, standard time, by the way. Unfortunately for Merca and the West Coast
1: folks. Go ahead, Paul. Oh, goody. You, uh, don't forget, expo- don't forget thematrixstocks.com. Check out the new students section, the downloads, the links to the radio streams, as well as the FCC and Zoom links. So, check it out. Be there. Yep. Or be yep, yep. 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 There's a
3: lot of information on that website under some of those obscure exhibits and stuff like that, like that site that we turned Linda on to that's almost 200 years old. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) All right, kids. Well, thank you very much for spending your time with us. I hope you got something out of it, and we'll look for you next week. Have a great abbreviated weekend. Yes.